Hello. You're listening to Alex and Angie talk about Westworld while lying in bed immediately after watching Westworld. And I think it's safe to say we are both very confused after that episode. There was a whole bunch of stuff that happened. Um, the first sort of... We, we sort of rewatched some of it because Angie fell asleep. <laughs> um, and sort of the first watch, I was like not really feeling it. And then the second watch through, I was like, oh, there's so much going on here that, uh, that I was just sort of missing the first time through. Uh, for example, we now know what happened to Elsie, which was a shock. And I didn't see it the first time through, but I did see it the second time through. Uh, when it's revealed that Bernard is the one who snatched her in the uh, demonic spot and uh, and seemed to choke her to death. Yeah, I think that there are a couple of things that kind of emerged in this episode. I think the first, the, the line, um, the memory, the fact that the entire theme of the episode was the fact that the memory that they erase each time leaves a... Trace, right? What was the title of the episode? Uh, Trace something. I think that's actually was the thing that was basically just coming throughout, right? Was just the idea that every single one of the hosts, um, all of it was coming back together now. It's interesting, like, why now? Well, here's a I was thinking about it, and I, I, I was thinking about Reverie, because uh, they talk about very early on that Ford puts the reveries into the uh, robots and when uh, initially when they talked about that I just, it just seemed like there were these little you know cues that made them seem more human but the word reverie is actually kind of, actually means daydream so it may be that the reveries were actually the memories and that Ford has inserted all of those memories which is why when he talks to Bernard, he says it's important to have a backstory. So it seems to me that Ford is actually potentially behind the robot uprising in his own park. I have no idea why you would do that, because it just seems crazy town. But there's a lot of crazy town stuff going on. Wait so. a minute. So, but yeah, I, under, I understood the reveries to be little tiny touches. You're right. That made him seem more human. You're saying that the way he did the reveries were by designing. But but the memories that are coming up in all of these storylines are not related to reveries, but they're associated with a time and place that jog another memory. Right. Right. So it's almost like deja vu for these, these hosts, where they are in a situation that's similar. It jogs them into something, but they're so entranced by that memory that they're not able to like see reality from that glimpse of the past. Right. When they're having a memory, it's as if they're living in that, in the, the memory is alive, basically. But all of their memories are, are tied to tragic or terrible circumstances. So you don't have any right. glimpses of warm, fuzzy memories. These are all... That's a good point. Yeah. These are all moments where there was something very traumatic that happened, and maybe that's why they were kind of burned in a little bit deeper. Well, we, we now know that Maeve sort of first achieved consciousness, or it seems to have, at least in the Man in Black's view, when he killed her daughter in front of her. So the show seems to be saying that those sort of traumatic events are the spur for 
turning an AI conscious? Well, when we started watching the episode, we kind of looked up what the meaning of the title was, right? Right. Um, and essentially, um, what it refers to is a theory in psychology that implies that memories leave, even when you've forgotten them, they leave a faint trace. Like a and, physiological trace. Right. And so, but over time, those things fade. It is interesting to think about if something traumatic like that does kind of, which is, I guess, not novel in any, I mean, it's essentially something that you often hear in psychology, right? Um, aside from the name of the theory itself, but when, when people say that, you know, if someone is undergoing a traumatic experience and it might awaken old memories or repressed things because the, because the human body will actually repress it as a means of coping. Right. Um, which is similar in story to what Ford is saying to Bernard, you know, it's actually a gift to you that I erase these memories because you shouldn't have to worry about them so much. But I think what is, I actually liked the way they handled this because so throughout when he was saying um, throughout there's been this theme of what makes a person human versus, you know, what makes them a robot. Like when do they achieve and did the qualities that actually make them human? And um, there's an exchange between Bernard and Ford where he asks, well, these emotions that I have, why are they any different from what a human human's feelings might be? Right. And I actually have liked how, Westworld has handled this because it could have just been, there are moments where I liked it more than others, but in that instance when he's talking, it is interesting because Bernard plays a like philosophical role in the way, in, in, in character in Westworld in the sense that there's often these moments where he's intended to be the, um, the one that actually articulates these questions about theories around what makes th- this underlying theme. Well, he's, lit- he's literally... He's essentially asked, or saying. I he actually is. Actually, he was designed to be the foil in all this, right? So Bernard actually acknowledges he was trying to get his scientists to develop um, the mechanisms by which you could actually program the gray, right? Yeah. So the emotions of, of not the non like black and white emotions. And he couldn't get them to do it. So he actually created Bernard in order to be able to do those things. Well, there, there was a lot of cool stuff on, like that scene, I mean, we could spend the whole podcast on that scene because when he's saying, you know, I don't understand my thoughts, I understand, you know, sort of the mechanics of myself, but I don't understand mm-hmm. my thoughts. That's, that's basically a, a robot's way of saying, I think, therefore I am. So suggesting that he's conscious. And then Anthony Hopkins comes back and says, basically, there's no such thing as consciousness. You're basically... I, essentially, all the robots are conscious because their bodies are producing thoughts and meaning. And he, I forget how he says it, but he's like, "There's no, uh, you know, uh, there's no horizon or something." He says to consciousness, "You just sort. It's all sort of on a continuum," which I thought was cool. And then later on, when Dolores sort of grabs hold of William's face and says, "Are you real?" That was really interesting because basically, a host is having doubts about the reality or the humanity. I know. Which is just weird because you have this whole storyline with William where he's like, I've never been alive until now. Right. Right. And so he's in love with, he's, he's becoming as a human, he's becoming more awake, hanging out with Dolores, which we already know is, is fake. So a lot of great stuff happened with Maeve this episode. And 
Well, and oh, the other thing, which I just thought was crazy, which we kind of had alluded to earlier, was the idea that those... <coughs> the guys and the butchers, the um, the, the techs. Tax, yeah. There's confirmation in this that they are also robots. They are, they're it fake. Seem, seems to be. It's, no, I actually think it is. It's, it's, well, I, th- <clears throat> I think that you're right. There's two good clues. One is that she says you're only Even 14. at 14, you are no match for me. Right. And, and then the other he has is, more compassion than right. you do. Yeah. And the other thing is when he gets cut, the, the other tech uses the same <coughs> tool that you would use to basically sew up a host. So, so yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think what I, what, what I kind of love about that is essentially that they always, that they, that's another moment where they're showing that, um, you, you, you think of hosts as having roles to play, right? but in this case, it's actually like an, almost an indication of class. Like right. there are worker bees and then there are like so there's like the stagehands, right? And then there are the stars, but then the, I don't know. It was it was a uh, it was weird to see. And at one point she starts playing with one of the tablets earlier on, and I wonder if she actually programmed him to have more compassion <coughs> in okay. order to protect herself from the other one. Yeah, I, I'm glad that it's re- revealed or, or seemingly revealed that those two are hosts because nothing could explain their sort of stupidity. Their stupidity, yeah. Without them being hosts. So that's actually kind of, I'm glad that that happened. Um, but but yeah, I mean, Maeve's whole storyline, I mean, she's, she's I think we said before, she's going to be the sort of man in black of the sh- of the traditional Westworld and, and she's clearly done that in this episode. She shoots up the town and... Uh, well, and Dolores also, so in the memory that she has when she goes to that place, and at least as it was edited, it suggests that Dolores... Dolores shot up the town, yeah. Yeah, shot up the town and then killed herself. Yeah. Which, it's like, why would they not have de- decommissioned her after that? Yeah, who knows? I mean, what what is their it's attachment expensive. to... Del- no, but I mean, like, it, in earlier episodes, like Clem, they, they decommissioned her for much less, or... Or Dolores' father, they commissioned, decommissioned her for much less. What is the commitment to Dolores that would be like, hey, she loses her shit, shoots up a town, kills herself, right? but let's give her another chance. Right. That's good. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Well, another thing, though, is we do know that hosts can't see things that, that they're not supposed to see, so maybe that is somebody else, and but, she's just seeing herself there because it's sort of like the default of... But was that... It makes me wonder, was that a part of the second generation or a different generation? So That was the first generation in that town that got shot up. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, so we know that Bernard, Bernard is the example of the person who cannot see what he's not supposed to see. Right. And we know that Bernard was developed later, actually specifically to be a more efficient worker bee right. for Ford. So is that something that was designed specifically to... Also, how does one program for that? Like, in order to prevent Bernard from actually, from Bernard actually being able to interpret what he's seeing, he would need to have on some level an understanding of what is harmful to him. And if he doesn't understand context, how does he know whether or not something is harmful to him? I have no idea. Right, so like... That's too many layers No, I mean, like, if the whole notion is that, like, you keep referencing this photograph where he did not see something. Right. But... How would he have known, or how would he have not processed it unless he knew it wasn't 
In which case, then he knows that it's not harmful. It, then he he knows not to process it on some weird subconscious level. Right. Yeah. Somewhere in his programming yeah. that he doesn't recognize. So I my I mean I one thing I really want to do. I mean I, you you made us record this because I actually wanted to actually wait and watch because I was sort of like perplexed by the maze and um and I wanted to rewatch it. And I'm going to do that before next week. Is so the whole Ed Harris storyline, so you towards the end, you get this yeah. unfolding about the entire backstory for Ed Harris, right? So he loses his wife. He comes specifically because he wants to feel something, which is is odd because then you're kind of like, well, why do you keep coming back? Like, is it because you... Well, he said he had been coming there for 30 years, and then after his wife dies, it's the first time he comes back and acts badly? That or sort of... does, he come, does he come the first time specifically to experience something bad? So in other words, did his wife die... And he came to Westworld specifically to be this side of him that he had never been. Right. And in doing that, the first domino that fell was him killing, which he said he said was some some random person out in you know, in the fields, right? Where he was like, I found this woman and his daughter, her daughter. Yeah, but that's Maeve. No, no, no. I know, I know. So did he come? He he tried to find an isolated host. Right. Did he intentionally, like, kill her just to see how he felt? He says, he, I did not feel anything. Right. But he, in that moment, had this, this realization that Maeve was alive in that moment, which, again, goes back to this idea that traumatic experiences are what wake them up. But what I'm trying to understand is, okay, what is this maze? Like, is the maze referred to a conspiracy? Does the maze... <coughs> when he says... It's the outer edges of the maze. I don't understand what he means by that. Well, one thing that that sort of struck me is that you've got those weird guys with the horns, which mm-hmm. when you when I I was like, oh, wait a minute, it's the Minotaur, and it's, at the center of the maze. Right. So, so it has something to do with those guys. So they're they they are the center of the maze. But what it is, I I have no idea. Right, because it's they're it's. Imprinted, imprinted underneath the scalps, right? Of which them. makes no sense. And then, but then they're also, for some reason, like I mean, branded on the table when you go into that town. Right, they're all over the place. They're all over the place. So it seems to me, if it's a deep conspiracy, one would want it to be more subtle and not have it be branded and be part of the logotype. Or is this part of the larger story of like, okay, you know, this right. is, I don't know. Well, I mean. <sighs> Yeah, it's weird. I, the only thing I, could, I I keep thinking that the center of the maze is sort of the way out of the park and down into the to the downstairs. I know you keep saying that. I don't buy but, that because there's already a glass elevator that brings you up and down. There's right. already like ways in that if you wanted to break through, you could totally do that. I I don't know. I mean, I do have to say, this episode was interesting from a philosophical perspective around like okay, this notion of like what is consciousness and what is but I, I do have to say, between the last episode and this episode, there's so many holes that are starting yeah, to emerge. It's starting to, and it's yeah, starting to feel like, I'm like, there's a part of me that's kind of like, I really hope they can not fuck this up. Yeah. Because this could go pear-shaped pretty quickly. Like, this could be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I totally agree. I actually thought the writing on this one was, was not as good as usual. Yeah. There was a lot of, like, I mean, I did Ed Harris sleep, long-term apparently. exposition. Yeah. And, there, you know... There was much, much more. I mean, they they literally said it in there. They were like, "Show don't tell," 
And yet they kept telling and telling and telling and telling. Which it's, I don't know. Maybe they understood when they were writing it, and that was I don't a little. Think so. I mean, it does feel like it's. I don't know. The, the last episode, I I really started. Like I found, I would say at least a half of the episode to be fairly boring. Like I found the Dolores. I mean, the train rides. The train ride storyline just made absolutely no fucking sense when I thought more about it. You know, yeah. they take this ridiculous long train. They are going out of the park. They go so far to sleep one night on the train, and yet all of these Civil War dudes who are the the guys yeah. that, that they were trying to escape just show up, just show up and on like horseback. randomly on horseback yeah. after they were on trains and and supposedly like you can't go for more than a minute on, off the train without being scalped, and yet these people keep emerging and yeah, anyway. there's a, there's a lot of holes. I, here's like one thing. One thing I thought was weird, and hopefully this is a whole dull plug, but so Anthony Hopkins says, uh, or, or Ford says to Bernard, you know, I didn't, you, I, you, I haven't made you kill anyone else. And, that's and then a big right away line. he has a memory about Elsie. Now, Ford would know that he would have that memory Unless and he chose not to erase um, it. Unless, no, no, unless no, but it's a whole idea. for some other reason. No, 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 the, that's the whole theme of the show, though, is that Ford... Ford's hubris is that thinking that he not realizing that he thinks he's done. Like he's erased them, right? Right. But these robots are all, they have these faint traces, these flashbacks, these deja vu moments that are the things that are causing them to then question reality. Right. And so he doesn't... Like, so you think Ford, he thought Ford, he was erasing that? Oh, thought Ford totally that. thought. Ford totally... If, if, if this is true, if Elsie, Bernard did kill Elsie... Fernard, Ford commissioned him to do it. And then he thought, okay, no problem. I'll just erase it. And so he thinks he has this, like, this thing that he can just keep erasing and keep erasing keep erasing. He's not realizing that Bernard is having these flashbacks. See, okay, so that's one... I, I have the opposite theory, which is I think he, he is introducing these flashbacks. Oh, no, I think you're giving Ford way too much credit. Okay, well... I think because you want him to think. Who was the character that said, "I'm I'm a god"? What? Ed Harris says it at one point, and then I think Ford <clears throat> says it at one point too. But I could be wrong about that. I don't know. <clears throat> the night's getting away from me. Anyway, well, thank you everyone for listening to uh, Alex and Angie talk about Westworld in bed immediately after watching oh, Westworld. Uh, can I just say one thing? Yeah. I, was, I was really bummed that that Charlotte was actually dead. Charlotte. Not Charlotte. What's her name? Shit. Christina. No, the CEO that was killed at the end of the last episode. Teresa. Teresa. Yeah. Why do I keep calling her Charlotte? This is like every episode <laughs> I call her Charlotte. I don't know why. Teresa. We're good with names. I know, apparently. So, But Teresa, I was really, really hoping... So, oh... That they would bring her back as a robot. Right, so the morning after we recorded the last episode, the podcast, I read this thing and I was like, holy shit, it never even occurred to me because we were so fixated on how are they going to talk their way out of this. And, um, and then I read somewhere like, oh, what if that that um, house that they're building the entire time next to the conversation yeah. is actually Teresa, which would have been so much more clever than the she fell into a ravine. Because yeah. she because <laughs> because we can make robots, but we couldn't get a, a satellite reception right. that wouldn't work unless you were precariously perched on. on a rock. I mean, yeah. that was retarded. Like, really? Okay. No, that was, I mean, when that, when they said that, I was like, okay, that is just ridiculous. Like it's the, can you hear me now excuse? Right. I, no. I mean, yeah, I agree. I feel like, I feel like that what started as like 
mysterious is now showing itself to just be maybe not all the way thought through, which is too bad because I, 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 I want them to pull out of this sort of spiral into just nonsense. But yeah, well, at least we sure do. I mean, at least the two things that we did learn is I had this theory that the board member, the new board member, was actually a host that had been planted by Ford. Right. It doesn't sound like it. Right. And we know for a fact that the security dude. Has figured out that Bernard is a host. Or suspects something, which means he's not... I mean, maybe he is a host, who knows? It's like... Probably like, not, though. It's probably yeah. not, because he tries to have a human moment with Bernard. Right. Which is just odd, too. Um, it seems non like not true to his character. And then re like exposes something that... Again, this notion of creating these hosts that can be erased is just much too simplistic. Like What I don't like about the introduction of this, also, is like... Or this whole... This whole storyline is that it just makes it too convenient to be like oh well he forgot yeah they don't remember but I well know. i don't know how many more episodes we have left what is this episode eight mm -hmm. it's probably maybe a 10 episode season so maybe there's only two more maybe i just love so when i listen to other i you told me to try listening to other westworld podcasts and others are so like we know exactly how many episodes and we know exactly <laughs> and we're like what were their names again <laughs> Who are what they? episode is this well, let's hope they don't fuck this up, because but honestly... you know what? We are still first first online. That's the most important thing. And I'm always... We have to watch it again, because I fall asleep halfway through, but anyway. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks for uh, rating and reviewing us on iTunes. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Angie, say goodbye. Bye. Okay, my back hurts. <laughs> <coughs> I have to... Oh, God, it hurts to cough. <laughs>